Greetings Earthlings, today I'm back with a review of a mid-tier ribbon microphone from SE Electronics, the Voodoo VR2. If you are interested in this microphone, it will cost you around $500. Like always, I'll throw some affiliate links in the description down below. For this review, I'm running the microphone directly into the Focusrite 18i 22nd Gen, 48 volts on, gain set at 3 o'clock, 24-bit 48 kilohertz. I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I may have to boost it a little bit in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what it diddly did. And now, let's talk about what comes in the box. Hey, you're gonna get a wooden storage box. You'll get a dust cover for the microphone. You'll get the microphone itself, a firm mount, as well as a 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter, a shock mount with a second 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter, a couple of extra elastics for the shock mount, a little bit of documentation, and you get a sticker. And a second sticker. I am fine. This is fine. I have gone to anger management, and this is fine. Then as far as the build quality, this microphone feels absolutely fantastic. It has an all-metal body which has zero give to it, and it is very sturdy-feeling metal. The grill has no give to it either. On the sides, you can see the magnets. I'm not going to poke at those because I don't know what will happen. As we move around the microphone, there are no buttons or switches. On the bottom of the microphone, you will find the XLR port. And if it matters to you, this microphone is made in China. Then as far as the specs, this microphone has a figure eight polar pattern, a frequency response of 20 hertz to 18 kilohertz, a sensitivity of around negative 37 dB, a self noise of 18 dB, a max SPL of 135 dB, an impedance of 200 ohms, and a phantom power requirement of plus 48 volts. That's because the VR2 is an active ribbon microphone because it has a little bit of a preamp in there that gives us that much higher sensitivity as opposed to the VR1 which is the passive version of this microphone. Now I am spinning around the VR2 to 90 degrees to show you the first null area continuing around to the rear lobe of sensitivity here is how it sounds continuing around to the second null area on 90 degrees and then rotating and ending at the front of the microphone. Again, this is the front lobe of sensitivity on the VR2, and this is the rear lobe of sensitivity on this microphone. Now right here, I would typically include a plosive test, but being that ribbon microphones are rather fragile, <laughs> I don't want to put a gust of air directly into the microphone and risk popping it, because I don't want to damage the ribbon. So just use a pop filter. <laughs> It's a bit. Use a pop filter with this microphone. Now I am right on top of the microphone to exaggerate the proximity effect on this thing, and this is fine. This is fine. Now I'm about six inches off of the microphone with it pointed at the corner of my mouth, and here's how it's sounding. About one foot away from the VR2, about two feet away from the Voodoo VR2, and about four feet away from the SE Electronics Voodoo VR2. Now I am typing on a keyboard with Gatoron Blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. 
And for the gaming folk, now I am typing on the sad W and the spacebar keys. Now here is how the Voodoo VR2 sounds about 7 inches away from my mouth in a well-treated room. And now here is how the microphone sounds about 7 inches away from my mouth in a completely untreated room. Now, in order to see how effective the provided shock mount is at rejecting shocks, I'll start by tapping on my desk to see how much of that noise it can reject. And then I will tap on the boom arm. And now because I'm an annoying person, I'm going to tap on the body of the microphone to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies. Now, like we always do, I'm going to do a quick spoken word comparison between the microphone we're reviewing and a number of its competitors so we can hear it in context and see how it stacks up against some other options that are available. We'll start on the microphone we're reviewing. This is the VR2, about 7 inches away, 48 volts on, gain set at 3 o'clock, and here is how it sounds. First up, I am on the MXL R144, which goes for about $100. This is a figure eight ribbon microphone, seven inches away, gain set at 100% because this is not an active ribbon. And here is how this sounds compared to the VR2. Listen to that rumble. Let's go and do some more. Back again on the VR2, nothing has changed. Here is how it sounds. Let's go to another microphone. Next, I am on the Shure SM7B, which is a dynamic microphone, which goes for about $400. I am about 7 inches away from the capsule. Gain is set at 100%. And here is how this microphone compares to the SE Electronics Voodoo VR2. Let's do some more comparisons. This is another palate cleanser, so you can hear how the VR2 sounds. Nothing has changed. Let's go to another microphone. Next, we are on the Royer R10, which goes for about $500. This is another figure eight ribbon microphone, and it is passive, so my gain is still set at 100%. And here is how this compares to a microphone of the exact same price. Which one do you like the sound of better? Let's jump back and do some more comparisons. All right, we are back on the VR2, and this is the midway point, I believe. Here's how it sounds, next mic. Now we are on one of my all-time favorite ribbon mics, the Bayer Dynamic M160. This goes for about $700. I am about seven inches off. My gain is set at 100% because this is a passive ribbon. And here is how this sounds compared to a microphone that is about $200 less expensive. Let's go to another one. All right, I don't know what else to say, but this is the VR2, here is how it sounds. Let's do another one. Now we are on the Rode NTR, which goes for about $800. This is another active figure eight ribbon microphone, so I am seven inches away. My gain is set at two o'clock, and my arm is getting tired because this thing is beastly. It is so heavy. Let's go back to the VR2 and do some more comparisons. I believe this is going to be the penultimate microphone, but first, VR2 palette cleanser. Here is how it sounds. Next mic. 
Now we are on the AEA KU5A, which goes for about $1,200. This is another active ribbon microphone, but it is super cardioid. I do not have the high pass filter engaged, and my gain is set at around 3 o'clock because I am so far away from this thing. But here is how it sounds compared to a microphone that is less than half the price. Super cardioid versus figure 8. There you go. Let's do one more. And I think you all know what the final microphone is going to be, but first up here is the VR2, seven inches away, and let's go to that final microphone. And finally, we are on the Neumann, hello Neumann, U87AI. This is a multi-pattern studio condenser microphone, cardioid mode, no pad, no filter, 48 volts on, gain set at around 12 o'clock. This goes for about $3,700. Not a fair comparison, but this is a control. There you go. Let me know in the comments which of these microphones was your favorite, and let us jump to the music test. I'm about a billion dollars shy Don't you know I just want all of the microphones to test I know it wasn't the best rhyme, but I'm not a songwriter. The other lyric was going to be, I just want to live my life by all the microphones. It just didn't work as well. Why am I telling you this? Nobody cares. This is the hell that goes on in my head. Nobody listens to this song. Nobody really cares about the lyrics. But I think about it. This, this doesn't matter. Let's go to the conclusion. All right, it is official. My love affair with ribbon microphones is continuing because this microphone absolutely blows my mind. And first up, as far as pros, for a ribbon microphone, this has a very healthy output. Also, for a ribbon microphone, it has a really nice extension into the treble and air. It almost doesn't sound ribbon-like up there, other than the smoothness. Also, the build quality of this thing is incredible, and the accessories that come with it, if you get a good set, are really nice. But then as far as cons, to get a little bit nitpicky, I heard a bit of resonance on the body. It is certainly not the worst that I have ever heard, it's just something to be aware of. And secondly, I had quite a big issue with SE Electronics customer service, which I will discuss a little bit later towards the end of this video. And now what are my overall thoughts and opinions of this microphone? On the electric guitar, I thought it sounded fantastic. You are still getting that low mid bump, which is something you expect from a ribbon, but it doesn't become overpowering or muddy. 
Something else that's different from a lot of other ribbons is it doesn't come across overly mid-forward. So if you are looking for that mid-forward ribbon sound, this is not really offering that. But if you want that ribbon character in terms of smoothness without that really mid-forward sound, this offers that. And something else that's different is a lot of ribbon microphones tend to roll off in the treble and air frequencies, while this microphone doesn't exhibit that. We even get a bump in the treble and air. So we get this really bright sound for this type of microphone, but it still maintains that smooth character, which is why a lot of people still love ribbon mics. I think this thing sounds absolutely bonkers on the electric. Then on the acoustic guitar, again, I think we can get a really nice sound, but the low mids out of the box seem to be a little bit overpowering. I found a few dB cut focused around 160 hertz really cleaned up any kind of mud or any kind of overpoweringness. Poweringness, that's not a word, in the low mids. The mids in general, again, are inoffensive. They are neutral. They're not forward. They are not scooped. But then we get to the star of the show, and that is the upper end of this microphone. Like I said on the electric, you don't typically get that extension into the treble and air. This captures all that information off of the strings, but it still maintains that smooth character. Once you do that little bit of EQ in the low mids, I think this thing sounds fantastic on the acoustic. Then for singing, again, I think the low mids got to be a little bit overpowering. A cut around 175 hertz of 3 dB really cleared that up for me. Then the mids didn't come across overly nasally, which is something that I heard on a few of the other ribbon microphones, but it also doesn't go too aggressive in the other direction by scooping them out really just a nice and neutral midsection. And to sound like a broken record, you get that extension into the treble and air. You capture a lot of that top end information, but it still sounds smooth and sweet. I really enjoy this for singing, even though I know it is not a singing or a vocal or a voice microphone. I think it can work and it does sound pretty good. And finally for spoken word, I wasn't the biggest fan of this microphone for close miking. The closest I would use it is 7 inches, if not a little bit farther. But as far as using it for spoken word, I found myself using it to overhead mic for podcasts and I absolutely loved it. All of the stuff that I've said still holds true. You get that nice top end, it is not sibilant, it is smooth, the mids aren't forward, they aren't nasally, which is great for a voice like mine. But the reason why I think I loved it so much at a distance is because of the low mids and the support we get there, because this does have quite a bit of low mids if you're at all close to it, but as you get farther away that's tamed, but it doesn't go away completely. If I used a normal, completely neutral condenser microphone and put it 12 inches away, it's not going to have much body, but with a microphone like this, it still maintains that body and makes my voice sound a bit more robust. And you can also use the figure eight polar pattern, those null areas, to block out some unwanted sound. It worked surprisingly well for overhead miking, which I never thought would be something I'd use a figure eight microphone for. And to wrap up, would I recommend the VR2? Absolutely, with a little bit of an FYI tagged on at the end. 
I think this thing sounds absolutely incredible on every single thing that I threw it at with a little bit of tweaking, but for a ribbon microphone, it sounds bonkers because it doesn't come across overly mid-forward. It doesn't come across congested. It has some extension in the, into the treble and air, which sounds fantastic. You can use it at a distance and still get support for acoustic, for electric, for singing, for spoken word. I absolutely love loved it. So if you are looking to expand your microphone locker and add a ribbon microphone to your tools, or if you run a studio and you want, apparently these work really well for overheads on drums, but if you're looking to add a ribbon with a high sensitivity to your microphone locker, I would absolutely recommend this thing. But then we get to the FYI, and if you're buying this microphone or any SE microphone, I think this is really important to note. I didn't have the best experience with their customer service. I submitted a ticket and I didn't get a response for months. The only reason I ended up getting a response is somebody saw me complaining in my comments and they contacted the North American distributor and had them get in touch with me directly. Had they not done that, I don't know what kind of resolution time it would have been but it took about three months to get a replacement shock mount because the shock mount I got, the threads were actually stripped, so it would not stay on a stand. Took three months, and the only reason it was resolved is somebody reached out to SE's distributor on my behalf to get them to contact me to resolve it, and this wasn't an isolated incident. It also happened for somebody else in my Discord server at the exact same time. They didn't hear back for months either. Once I got in touch with them, they were very quick to resolve the issue. They sent me a replacement shock mount, and they were very apologetic and nice. I don't know what the issue was. Maybe there was a quote-unquote glitch in the system, but something was going on with customer service. I hope that was resolved, but I wanted to share that with you so you have a full understanding of the experience of owning an SE microphone so you can make a more informed decision. Other than that though, the microphone sounds fantastic. It's built really well. I just had that issue with customer service. All right, that is all that I've got for you today. If you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go ahead and give me a thumbs up, hated it, big old thumbs down. Right beneath me, that's a video. YouTube thinks that video is perfect for you, and I think so too. So click on it and watch it. That is all that I've got for you today. I appreciate you so much for watching and listening. I love you so much. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week, and I will talk to you on next Tuesday or another time. Bye-bye. Whoa, whoa.